Hello, bienvenue, and welcome to That Guy's the, a Maniac, the podcast. The podcast that gives you the unenviable insight into the creators and masterminds behind the second greatest video games website ever, www.thatguys.co.uk. In this podcast series, we discuss the video games near and dear to us and give you, the listener, the rare privilege of hearing our poorly researched verbal dump. We are your hosts, Richie, myself, and also with me today, I have Farley, aka Kunzi11. Say hello, Farley. Good morning, Vietnam. <laughs> and tell us, Farley, where else can we be found? You can find us on all good social media apps and sites such as Twitter, Instagram, <laughs> and Facebook. Uh, you can find us at That Guy's a Maniac at all of those sites. And do we have a sponsor for today's show? We do. We could not bring to you this cornucopia of well-researched and intellectual video game content without generous support from a whole series of sponsors. And this week, Richie, we're sponsored by Baikal, a company which specializes in exoplanet extraction. That's Baikal for all your exoplanet extraction needs. <laughs> Brilliant, fantastic. That was fucking tight. <laughs> Apart from that time moves. when, uh, just at the very, very start where I said the That Guys um, yeah, I don't, podcast. Yeah, I didn't yeah. on the levels, but I was, I, I turned yeah. away to snigger, so you might have seen me. I quite yeah. snigger there. Well, there we go. Getting better. Almost pro. Yeah, um, um, <laughs> One of the best ones. Uh, but um, I appreciate you not bold-faced laughing all the way through my intro that kind of helps and, and keeps me uh... <laughs> I, I i just let you i just let you show yourself up this time yeah yeah just well i mean I, i'm always gonna um and trip over my own tongue um mm-hmm. right so um what are we talking about today uh this week we're going back to a classic format called what are you playing where we uh give a quick update uh, on the games that we are currently playing uh, including perhaps revisiting some old classics and anything new we've been uh, hands on with okay cool cool so what have oh sorry uh, <clears throat> what are you playing Farley wow you've been <laughs> practicing that was astonishing this is the highest quality podcast we've got I have been, that was appropriate actually to uh, get a quick intro from the merchant. I have been playing Resident Evil Revelations 2 again um, on the Nintendo Switch. I've talked about this game a lot. Uh, I really like the Revelations. Uh, I don't know, they're not really spin offs. They could just be mainline games. Anyway, I think the idea was that they were supposed to be episodic, so they will have this episodic. Structure. Yeah, I remember um, when it like came out, it had like episode one was free, and then you have to like buy the extra episodes for uh, Revelations two or something like that. Yeah, and then it, that's kind of one of those um, bits to it, which is now lost in the midst of time because it's been ported to so many different places. As right, just you know, it just you just get the whole game and, and everything else. Um, so actually, we go back to the story mode. So uh, that game like the first Revelations game has a raid mode which you could just sink hundreds of hours into 
but I've been hoovering up some basically chivo hunting so they have records and rewards um rather complicated system and then <laughs> there's actually quite a lot to it and then each level has medals for you to get as well uh and then there's a chivo for getting all the medals blah 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 anyway so i've been hoovering up um collectibles pretty much just uh sat there with my wife as navigator <clears throat> hoovering up um there's invisible insects to find in the barrel oh, and, invisible uh, insects yeah so, <laughs> sounds like fun <laughs> <laughs> so um as you may be aware although you've still not touched this any of the records, <laughs> so it's frustrating just like the fact that you own them probably multiple times each uh this revelations 2 is oriented uh around asymmetrical co-op i guess uh so the story flips Back and forwards in time. So one storyline is you are Claire and Moira, Barry's daughter, uh, and then you then flip to Barry and a small girl called Natalia, who are kind of following in Claire and Moira's footsteps, but months afterwards. Um, and so Barry and Claire are the typical gun-toting uh, Resident Evil characters, and then Moira and Natalia have far less options for kind of um, taking down enemies uh, but they can find hidden items open uh, like QT specific doors etc and so one of the one of the uh, skills I guess that Natalia has which gets explained uh, through the story uh, is that she can kind of see through walls and uh, so (laughs) okay well you can you can kind of see shades of um, zombies and and whatnot. Does she uh, see dead people? Uh, no, she doesn't. <laughs> no, it's just they have to be uh, undead or whatever they are in this in this particular okay. game. <laughs> T Phobos is in this game. Um, so I've been playing it one player, but switching, switching, switching between the two characters. So you, in normal play, you have to be. Uh, with Natalia and keeping your eyes peeled for these kind of very faint red shrouds that only she can see, which indicates that there are insects somewhere. So there's like six hidden insects per chapter. There's also the emblems, which have been a staple for uh, quite a few games. And then uh, in the Claire and Moira side of things, Moira can find like, this hidden graffiti that she can only see with her torch called Kafka things. So I've been doing that. Uh, and that's fun, and then trying to hoover up some of these extra uh, extra chivos, but because we can't just talk positively about a game. I, mean, I, <laughs> I think I mentioned this before. Back in the day, if you kind of sped through a Resident Evil game without saving, that was, you know, that was the pinnacle of achievement. And you'd get rocket launchers and Gatling guns and all of that. And then I think from maybe from Resident Evil 6 onwards, I might be wrong on that, it became more uh, just doing things super, super fast. It didn't really matter if you saved or not. Uh, and then Revelations 2 just gives you a whole raft. So once you hit, once you hit the credits, you unlock um, like a time mode. So you have to blast through the levels as quickly as possible uh, with a running timer. Uh, and then also an invisible enemies mode. 
<laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Your enemy is invisible. Yeah. Um, so I've been so, attempting. To... Yeah. Uh, when you hit the credits, what percentage yeah. completion of the game do you reckon you're at? Oh, the way uh, so Resident Evil .net, a, a companion app that for some reason we keep plugging, even though I, I'm. Not <laughs> Uh, it presents you with your stats, and it does a really nasty thing. So it divides it up between um, story and raid mode. So raid mode, it, it's just how many of the... I want to say 15, 16 characters have you got up to level 100, which will take you forever. And on the story side, mode side of things, you get uh, like a fraction of completion um, depending on whether you've done, whether you completed the chapters on the four difficulties. <laughs> okay. So if you just blast through it all on normal, that will take you up to whatever twenty-five percent, I think it is. Twenty-five percent. Um, okay. Yeah, <clears throat> and then you do it all on easy, and then of course there's S ranks as well, and there's another. Th Another Chivo for getting S ranks on every single level and every single difficulty. I think there's a harder difficulty which I haven't even unlocked yet. So, in order to scoop up these items, I've been playing it on easy to kind of tick off that playing the game on easy um, series of Chivos. But it's impossible to do the speed run or the invisibility run for obvious reasons <laughs> without just knowing the levels down pat which i am not familiar enough with the game to know are you committed enough to get get right into that and know the game inside out no or i guess the, the way to play it would be and i'm you know i'm sure you can look up videos of people doing all kinds of crazy yeah, yeah. speed invisible runs um because the way to kind of do that would just to be right. I'm going to play the Claire and Moira part of Chapter One um, four times back to back, right? Yeah. So I know I know everything, um, and to me that's just you know it's approaching the threshold of am I having fun or am I chasing these achievements? So so yeah, those those and there's I think there's like fifteen of them. Uh, because you get a uh, Chivo for every beating every chapter on this mode, that mode, that mode, that mode, and then you get a another Chivo for doing all levels on that mode. So as long as I can sit with whatever it is, 147 out of 157, <laughs> which I'll probably be quite happy to do. Uh, yeah, then uh, then that's fine. But um, yeah. Really enjoying it. Really, uh, I really like the setting of the second one. And, okay. Uh, the idea behind the main virus, because each game has its own kind of virus, uh, is that it's triggered by fear. So, uh, throughout the story, things get very scary, and if you get too scared, you then, uh, you know, bubble up and turn into an eyeball arm uh, mutant thing. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. So there we go, just chipping away at that. What have you uh, been playing? Well, I haven't really got much under my belt. Um, because... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting way of putting it. 
Oh no, shut up, fuck off. <laughs> um, as video in, games. Uh, yeah, video games, just video games, not my massive penis. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's, that's a different podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it's a video podcast. Um, and yeah, if you uh, subscribe to my p- Patreon and all of those cam girl jokes that we could make right now, um, I'm yeah. not going to. Um, I have been playing Dun 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 World of Warcraft Classic. Oh, what a surprise. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think the last time we spoke, um, I was just basically, I was telling you about uh, AQ or Encourage, um, which was the next raid that was coming up. Um yeah. And yeah, it has been open for two weeks now. Um, so I have raided uh, Ankaraj 20, or the runes of Ankaraj, and Ankaraj 40 twice. And thanks to the great guild that I'm in, we've actually 9 out of 9 the bosses twice as well. So we're, we've done pretty well, considering we're not a hardcore guild in any fashion. But we, we flashed right through the content and we did aq21 first and it was really easy um and and actually very 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 quick um but aq40 was definitely a little bit of a struggle but i think it is actually despite all of the the hype around aq being oh my god it's going to be so much harder blah 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 I actually think when Blackwing Lair came out, it was harder. This is not a hard raid. And I'm saying that purely because, well, we did trounce it twice, 9 out of 9. But also, maybe because we are overgeared or just because we've got great, you know, uh, leaders that have been able to sort of say, do this, do that, get this thing, and then boom we're done but it's kind of um it's kind of been a little bit of a disappointment in that you know it wasn't harder than we expected do you know what i mean you know we were kind of expecting a level of progression and all that sort of stuff is that Uh, factoring in you know because you you said when you're kind of done and dusted with the last uh whatever you want to call these things expansions basically that the whole guild turned into almost like a factory line mass producing everything you might need uh aq so is it you know if it had come out quicker perhaps or if it'd been back to back do you reckon it would have been as easy or or was it just because you know no i i mean i i definitely think because um because we've you know been quite uh diligent in the raiding and doing things over and over and over um we actually I wouldn't say that we've been like a factory for this in any fashion, but what we have done is been got ourselves pretty well geared. But there is also a level of cohesiveness that happens as well. So when when the raid leaders are doing this, or you get healing assignments or whatever, you sort of start to you start to get a bit more in tune with the people that you're raiding with. So I think in that sort of respect, it has made it quite. Um, 
quite straightforward and like I'm not trying to belittle any of the effort because I know that behind the scenes there's probably loads of people panicking and like reading all of the stats and all of the, the, the things that go up and down curves and things like that just to find out what went wrong, what can we do better next time and all that sort of stuff um, but yeah it's um, really just a case of excuse me edit that one out Right, it's really just a case of um, like we have the right gear, we've seen all of the guides, so I think if you go in with the right amount of knowledge and gumption, you're gonna get it done. Do you know? Mm-hmm. Um, now, Ankaraj, sorry, go on. Who who got Harry Potter on your server? Who got Harry Potter? Yeah. Do you mean Harry Dotter? <laughs> I don't know. Just you said that <laughs> there's some Hunger Games thing that one person gets, and then that's the person who gets it on the server. Oh right, you mean uh, I don't know. Somebody got it. The who got to um, ring the gong and open the gates of Ankaraj? No idea. Don't care. I think it was actually somebody called. Mafaka. Nice. Uh, yeah, uh, because I, I don't know, it's, it's a very strange thing, World of Warcraft, because, like, in a lot of, like, these role-playing games and things like that, you... People tend to gravitate to, like, using their own names or using some kind of weird fantasy name, you know, your usual sort of Rygar or something like yeah. that. Um, but with World of Warcraft, you genuinely just get like a lot of puns and jokes like exactly what I was just sort of saying there Harry Dotter I thought that's what you were talking about so warlocks have the ability to put damage over time effects which are generally called dots so people will strive to try and make puns on uh, you know the word dot so you'll get Harry Dotter or Dotty or anything along those sort of lines, just so that people can <laughs> have that pun. Um, and like when you get to like Torrens as well, everything's always going to be a fucking um, what's it called? Uh, like joke about beef in some sort of fashion because the Torrens look like cows. You know, it'll be like beef shield or whatever. That's a rubbish pun, <laughs> but they they have loads of these ones where it's just you, you see this. And I always think it's quite weird that you, you want your character to run around with a weird punny name. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, if it's something that's more throwaway, you'd be like, okay, fine. You know, but yeah, but if you're going to invest, you know, like days <laughs> in this character. <laughs> yeah. It, it just seems weird that people are so happy to have, like, the, you know some sort of uh you know ridiculous name i i fact that I, I walked past someone earlier today uh who was a an undead uh warrior called girl kisser and uh, i i don't i don't understand like why do you want your character to be called girl kisser <laughs> is it to assert some kind of latent homosexuality or indeed just sort of advertise that you 
do like girls regardless of gender, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> Why do you do that as a character name? You know? But can you... Like, are there, how do you choose your name? Are they, like, unique? Do you have to have a unique name per You have to have a unique name, yeah. Uh, and you... You can't have uh, names which are offensive in any way, either, because otherwise you'll just get reported. Uh, in fact, uh, one of one of the guildies had a gnome mage called Fecal Matter, yeah. <laughs> uh, and he got reported. Um, <laughs> but I mean, that that shows you how sort of um, how bad it can be because I mean there's nothing really that bad about fecal matter yes it's not a nice thing but it's not uh, it's not racist it's not offensive it's not whatever it's just people reporting for reporting's sake you know yeah 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 so is that that done then um it's not done, not by not by a, a long shot, because we we still need to get everybody geared up with the Ankaraj gear, um, and we don't have it all. Um, so there's a new tier um, of um, gear to get, and it's weird. It's always referred to as tier two point five because it's not as good as tier 3 and it's only marginally better than tier 2 um, so it, it feels like Anchorage is actually just a sort of um, in between sort of keep you going here's some stuff to kill um, raid just to keep you going sort of thing and, and yeah I mean it's a thing the rest of the gear in it is actually underwhelming <laughs> Um, I, I'm not selling this film. It's, it's us talking about, you know, because we can't talk about anything positively, you know. I've had great fun, done all this with the guild, great, awesome. No, no, I've got to moan about something. But yeah, actually, I went through all of the, the gear um, to look for, like, the best things for uh, a Holy Paladin and run through some of the better things to actually have, you know, keep an eye out for, maybe what I want to save my... Uh, priority points for and all that sort of stuff and there's there's like two items one of them oh, wow. is a pimp hat um, which is about the only thing I want but everybody wants because it's mm. a fucking pimp hat you know I remember you had that before did I? yeah I remember seeing screenshots of your character Yes, yes, yes. I didn't have the pimp hat. This one actually has like little zebra stripes on the side of it, sort of oh, thing. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had a similar hat. Um, but yeah, no, this one's really cool. Um, and that's what I was looking for. Um, and everything else is just sort of a very minor, minor upgrade to what I already have. So it's kind of like, I'm going to keep doing this, but it's... I'm only just getting more points to spend at a later point. So obviously now it's just all looking forward to the final raid of WoW Classic Naxramas. So actually, you know, within the guild where I was just talking about, right, what do we need to do next? What are the things we need to do to save up so that we can go in and just sort of trounce this? And basically just save up currency so that you can buy the 
tokens and tier gear so that you can get yourself geared up and know that there's nothing else afterwards that you're going to use those <laughs> that gear on. So I have two <laughs> questions. Okay, go on, go on. One, uh, you don't have to pay for any of these expansions, right? It's just, this is just part of your. This is not. They're not expansions. Um, this was so throughout WoW Classic or vanilla, the very first before it went into the expansion. The expansion is the Burning Crusade. Before it went into it, it just basically had content that came out gradually. So it is a constantly looked after game, and it still is to this day. So that's why you pay a subscription for it rather than you pay for, you know, the game outright and that's it. You pay and there is just constantly more content being brought out and brought out and brought out. Does that make sense? Yeah? Yeah. It's an expansion. It's waves of expansion. Waves of expansion. Yeah, yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there's no extra cost. So uh, I guess that adds an element to whether or not you feel satisfied or not. I guess you are paying a subscription. So my next question is, as you're getting towards the end, and to a certain degree, you don't really know what's going to happen, um, but what do you reckon will happen after uh, the next content comes out and you do it and you beat it and then everyone kind of gears up? Then do you reckon you'll see like a big wave of people be like, right, I'm done. This, I got what I wanted out of it that kind of mix of nostalgia but update uh and now i'm good or I, you, you get you get people who hang on uh, playing wow classic you you've discussed previously on the podcast theories about it kind of transitioning into into really making it compelling to be like well why don't you just slide on over into like a slightly weird version of retail where you're sort of still playing classic or it looks like classic <laughs> retail yeah yeah well, so uh, well, I, guess, I guess you can't answer that for everybody right the huge player base how many active players are there, do you know roughly um well these are not stats that um pe- that blizzard hasn't really um released um it's quite weird because so when you buy your subscription to world of warcraft yeah. you're actually buying it for retail you just happen okay. to get classic for free so you the, it, there's no real way of knowing dead okay. cert how many people are playing classic versus how many people are playing retail what do, or, you, what do your waters tell you I would say that it's roughly I would say it's about 50-50 um, but some people are saying it's like maybe more 60-40 in favour of retail um, and other people will actually tell you it's the other way around but I'm sure it comes in ebbs and waves because there are people who probably drop off during each one of these uh, mini expansions as you call them but um, as, as more content gets released and, and things change um, but um, yeah I'm not sure what the future holds um, and I, I, I personally I'm not sure uh, what I think about looking into the void that is <laughs> beyond um, Naxxermas. There is, of course, uh, the possibility of uh, the Burning Crusade classic coming out, which uh, will follow on uh, time-wise from yeah. um, World of Warcraft, but um, there's been no official announcement of that at all. 
<laughs> and on top of that, um, like there has been a lot of trouble with um, with the servers as they stand, and I imagine like having more servers for the Burning Crusade is probably going to be more problematic. Uh, but I don't know. Um, ultimately, though, the only sort of positive sign that we've had from Blizzard Activision on this at all was a, a weird questionnaire that came out and sort of said, uh, what was it? Um, it was like, how do you think we should approach it? Should everybody just start afresh? Or should servers just be upgraded to TBC? Or should there be a copy of your original character so you can continue playing Classic and also um, TBC? So it's like, if, if you don't know or aren't telling us what to do, it's a little little scary. <laughs> um, they're doing a lost. Yeah. But the other thing is, like, I, um, I'm a bit... Uh, anti-positive about it um, because anti was that anti-positive about it? Anti-positive, yep. Okay. <laughs> so I'm I'm opposing being positive. Yeah. Uh, looking forward to this. Um, not being negative. But I'm not being negative. No. Yeah. I'm anti-positive. Um, uh, it's just well. There's a couple of factors, and I sort of mentioned this in my blog uh, blog post before, uh, about things like... Where did you find that blog post? Uh, you would find it on www.thatguys.co.uk, and um, it's under my conspiratorial ramblings, uh, Shadowlands is Classic Plus. So basically, retail has an update that's coming at the end of October. Um... And it's called Shadowlands. It is the latest expansion in retail. And I, I kind the thing with retail is retail is their moneymaker. So not only do you pay for your subscription in retail, but there's just so many microtransactions, there's little pets, there's aesthetics, there's mounts, all sorts of things you can buy in the Blizzard store, which is making them money. Whereas Classic doesn't have anything like that. So my thinking is, and this is what makes me sort of doubt it is even going to happen, is will we? why would they continue to go down the classic route if it's not going to make them money? Yeah, there might be more people who subscribe, but surely they want people to be on retail, which is their cash cow. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. You'd have to... I guess look at the balance of uh, how much you know because you're not if you're getting essentially if you're getting both for subscribing yeah 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 it'll be how how big are those whales and a numbers game of if how many whales have we attracted to the classic that we can tempt into yeah I mean I'm sure but that, that's sure. the thing with classic there are no whales because it's always, but it's potential whales, right? How how can we exactly uh, yeah hook people with classic and then and then you know if they get to a point where they're twiddling their thumbs, well you know lure them over to. Well, I mean, I think that's what they hope to do with Shadowlands, and that's maybe what will 
be the deciding factor for uh, for for TVC. But ultimately, um, I, I don't think um, like just bringing out TBC alone, or indeed just like having the classic community. Most of them are quite negative towards retail. You know, it's like nobody cares about retail. Retail is a weird mobile game now, as opposed to what classic was. So it kind of. It's weird to think uh, where that is going to sort of eventually end up, um, because I, I, I don't know. I like I had I had a weird theory that perhaps you know at the end of Classic, you would just be allowed to go into Shadowlands uh, because Shadowlands now has the functionality to play through all of the old expansions, um, so that instead of having to level a character through the usual routes of going through each one of the expansions, you can now just level your character from 1 to 50 from scratch in one of the expansions, which basically allows you to revisit all of the old content and all that sort of stuff. I, I'm not sure how appealing that is, but I, I just don't understand if they're going to implement that already. Why would they bring out the classic version, which kind of just is almost mm. like uh, almost like saying, right, well, if you don't want to play this, like, why would you lure people away from your cash cow? Yeah. <laughs> uh, is, it just, yeah. Is it much to end game in WoW? So, if, you know, if you're not uh, going for gear and, you know, consuming story in inverted inverted commas can yeah, yeah. you <laughs> can you just like you know keep yourself busy just being in in wow or is it just right okay i'll start another character and go up through the i'll start another character and go up through well in classic um no there isn't that much there is reputation grinds there are as more gear to collect and quite honestly that should keep you focused or not focused uh, keep you with enough to do um but at the same time doing that um there's no like extra quests there's no extra except when there's like a new um sort of new new wave uh mini wave expansions you call it um but like at end game, you're at level 60, your goal is to get the best gear you can, and that can be through lots of different methods. But ultimately, it means being part of a community where you can contribute and share out the gear in that community. So, no matter what, you're going to be, in order to get the best gear, you're going to be raiding, you're going to be doing dungeons in order to do that. Um, there, you can do PvP. Uh, the PvP ranking is is brutal and involves you doing long hours. Like there's literally people who are doing it for weeks on end, um, just so that they can get to a certain bracket, so that they can get up. And I just like that's not worth it. It's not worth it at all. Also, if you're playing a license uh, alliance, uh, <laughs> you're you're gonna get trounced by the horde because of the number skew. Um, but yeah, it's uh, at end game. I think your goal is to do that, and it does. It, 
it does change in later expansions. There becomes like you get dailies, which gives you gold, which gives you consumables, which gives you certain things. So you you're you've got more of a, a easier access and less of a grind to get to. Um, well, it, it breaks up the grind um, to get to doing the raiding and things like that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you, you do get that sort of so I end game yeah the, the the main goal is just to sort of get the best gear you can but in order to get the best gear again you gotta just concentrate on getting raiding and dungeons done so that you have the best bit I already have some of the best bits possible in the game remember I was telling you about the concept of best yeah best in slot uh, like like my gloves are, are the best gloves that you can get in the game alright great cool fantastic but there's still other bits that need to improve and you know you need to get enchants and, and there's other things that just haven't come out yet because Naxxramas isn't out yet um, but the, there's like other examples of that um, but ultimately what you're trying to do is just get your character as well geared as possible for what reason I'm not sure because once you reach Naxxramas and once you've defeated that end boss guy, Kel'Thuzad, there is nothing more. There is no more content um, until the Burning Crusade where your gear is very, very quickly replaced by common items <laughs> from quests in the very first zone. Um, so it, it's an odd one. It's probably best not to think about too much. Otherwise, you know, <laughs> you might just think you've wasted all your time on this game or something. <laughs> okay, uh, when is Nicolas out? Naxxramas. Uh, Naxxramas <laughs> uh, is not yet announced, uh, but okay. my guess is uh, around the same time, uh, sort of Halloween-ish. Um, because I don't think we can do another two months of Anchorage with shit loot uh, or <laughs> well, I say shit loot stuff that I'm not interested in other people are interested in it that's why we continue doing the, those runs there are people who do get a benefit from it um, and certainly min-maxers who are like oh my god this has got two more stat points than the other one which you know fair enough okay great but I, I don't care <laughs> so holiday holiday 2020 we're saying uh, yeah, definitely holiday 2020. Um, in my opinion, who knows? I could be completely wrong. Um, and we just have to do Anchorage past Christmas. Uh, I doubt it, though. Uh, there would be a massive drop-off in Classic if that was the case. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, I'm going to stop waffling on about WoW. What else have you been playing? Uh, i got a short one. Um, so I think we mentioned it on a previous podcast. Uh, but I had a go at Pokemon Cafe Mix. Oh, the mobile match three thing. Uh, yes, it's it's free to play. Yeah, uh, with, your, <laughs> with your usual suite of three levels of uh, currencies. Currencies, one yeah. Time one is rare, one you can buy, uh, and the. The game itself is a weird puzzle game, and it might it might be based on a successful original game that I've never played. But 
instead of it being uh, something like Tetris or Match 3 where your your player is kind of fixed, it, it generally just requires you to just kind of rub your finger all over the screen um, to make combos of Pokemon heads and then uh, you're, the, the main thrust of the game is you're running a cafe that is staffed by Pokemon. You're not a Pokemon though, you're a human, so I don't okay. know. Okay. <laughs> These Pokemon who come along to your cafe, I don't know how they pay. I don't know where their trainers are. Anyway, so <laughs> a, a cast of Pokemon come to your cafe and they request different dishes. Um, and then with Pokemon that you've recruited, you kind of make those dishes. Uh, and each dish has several elements, and each of those elements require different things. So, for example, there's, there's uh, I think there's a nut, and the only way you can get rid of the nuts is by using a, a special ability that only drops when you keep filling a bar by linking up a certain number of Pokemon, um, or these things called megaphones, which you find. Um, some items are covered in honey, and then that means you have to make a combo next to them to get rid of the honey, and then do whatever the need's doing to them, depending on what kind of ingredient they are. So I had a good go at it. Um, it's definitely one that I'm going to stop playing, I think. Yeah, um, good boy. <laughs> Fucking, yeah, uh, it's, it's one of these things you think, oh, I could invest a lot of my life into. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think perhaps... Were it not Pokemon themed, and have they not been well? If it wasn't Pokemon themed, we'd be playing in the first place. But have they not been fairly brutal at just uh, killing off stuff after a certain period of time? Not all of them. Some of them still continue, but a lot of them, you know, they'll they'll be. And this is, this is exactly the case with Cafe Mix at the moment. There are time limited special Pokemon that turn up to your cafe, and if you build up enough stars you can recruit them uh and if you miss them you miss them you know they might be rerun in the future so there's plenty of and there's there's also like a daily login prize and uh, yeah yeah we've seen it all and all in every yeah, single other yeah, mobile so game so there's lots <laughs> lots to kind of keep you going and you can um but i think they've got the balance quite good so which they always seem to with these free play Pokemon games. You know, you don't feel like you are hitting a brick wall that you need to pay through all the time. But then yeah, it's because they've got like game psychologists in to find the friction points to make it yeah. seem like yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is the point where your regular punter might be more susceptible to buying things. So flash uh, up the. <laughs> For me, because of the nature of the game, because it's not. You don't ever really feel 100% in control. Um, everything's very loosey-juicy. So, so it's essentially you imagine it on your phone turned sideways. You're just trying to link all these Pokemon. And in that, you've got apples bubbling around and marshmallow things bubbling around and <laughs> things covered in honey and ice blocks. And it's just kind of a mess. Uh, you can kind of up your chances of, you know, just, it's just all horrible free to play. You can up your chances, there are certain items that you can kind of get, uh, but you don't or get them very often, and they'll help you clear a line and, and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, from a, a kind of um, quality presentation side of things, 
Um, it's gorgeous. So it's this, it's this, I think it's like this sort of like a painterly but almost collage-like um, sensibility to it. Uh, the visuals so uh, everything looks super cute and in the way that uh, a lot of Japanese games do you know the food when you prepare the food dishes yeah, they are glowing and oozing and burgeoning with the with ingredients so yeah, really nicely um, really nicely presented uh, but yeah I'm I'm probably just going to delete it the next time I need some space so which is always a nice. I always find it nice to have like a, you know, <laughs> a priority I, I, candidate for. I need some gigs. Oh yeah, that's going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. Oh man, but yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, we talked about this before. Just with mobile games, it's so easy to see the loop, the game loop, and how you like it, and you're like, oh, yeah, okay. And then you play it, and then you almost think. Ah, uh, do you know what? I don't mind doing this every day. I'm quite excited about the prospect of you know doing this, and then you just realise that you've been suckered in, and you're now just going to get worn down, day in day out by that little advert flashing saying, "Oh, by the way, do you want to buy a thing? You should you should buy a thing," and then you start thinking to yourself, "You know what? I've spent a few hours on this game. I think it's probably worth." You know, yeah, spending. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm not. I'm not going to yeah. spend. Uh, Justify this, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. A fiver is, you know, a couple of quid. Yeah, 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 yeah. X many hours. Yeah, and then, no, it's not free to play anymore. <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 a tough one, and I yeah, I mean, I just haven't loaded up Pokemon Cafe because I can guarantee that it's probably a nice, fun game, but it's going to have the foundation of every other fucking mobile game out there which just says you know you have to pay for x in order to continue on and you know you'll have a little bit less dopamine until you do pay for it <laughs> yeah or whatever you know um so yeah, Fuck mobile, mobile and uh switch i think um so it's a nice it's a nice palette cleanser and actually the other game that we might get around to talking about. It's also been a bit paraclean. I think um, I kind of burned out on Pokemon Sword and Shield, and I'll probably be happy until so just before the next expansion comes out. The next so, expansion, the Dragon expansion. Yes, uh, the fossil expansion. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so yeah, it was it was it was kind of like I don't want to do that anymore, and this is this is why I spend all my time on. Um, if I had any gaming time, and so that was that was thematically appropriately enough a nice palate cleanser. Uh, but now I'm perhaps uh, uh, ready to ditch it. What are you yeah. playing? Well, do you remember there was a a period of what are you playing where I was just basically pay, playing everything that was free on the Epic Store. Right, is this when you were in the pockets of Big Epic? Well, to change it all up, I am this weekend um, on Steam, Steam, not Epic Store, uh, they had a free weekend of Two Point Hospital. And I thought, ah, I've not played that. And I was talking to you just recently 
in our non-violent games um, podcast about games like this. And I thought, you know what? They're fun. I'm going to give this a little go. So I let it download the seven gigs worth of the game that I get to play for two days. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, So I downloaded it and I started up and I did the tutorial. Um, It looks a lot like Theme Hospital in every way, Um, and which is quite nice. Um, and it's fully 3D, great controls, spinning it around, you get to make rooms, you get to do things. I literally, I made a reception desk, then I made a GP office, then I made yeah. a pharmaceutical. You know, that this that's like the f- basic tutorial, you know. Yeah. Like these are the things you need to do in order to cure a person. Like, right, fair, fine. After doing so, I was just kind of like, Right, okay, I need to switch the receptionist out for a better receptionist. Okay, okay, I accidentally bought two. And then I was like, right, okay, do this. And then I thought, I know the rest of this game. (laughs) (laughs) No no offence to the game, I'm sure it's beautifully presented, I'm sure it's got a little bit of humour and it's a nice journey and all that sort of stuff. I was was going to ask, does does it have the the ridiculous charm of theme hospital with the you know the the nonsense ailments that people come in with yeah i mean it already had uh like some really fun sort of call outs as well so you know it has like a, a tannoy service um, and yeah. so there was a woman just sort of over the, the tannoy saying and the gp office is now open no pharmaceuticals though so don't know what you're gonna do uh, or and in fact receptionist to the receptionist desk because we have too many receptionists and you're like oh well done you know you're making like little jokes about my fuck ups great (laughs) Um, so that was good I I enjoyed that but is it enough for me to go through another building sim apparently not (laughs) because after playing through that a little bit I I just genuinely thought to myself right okay there's going to be a point where I have to get like MRI machines or silly fun I don't know there was something about people getting turtle heads which is a really horrible thing in the UK (laughs) but it's actually like literally people were just getting heads stuck inside their bodies Uh, yeah so you would get a machine that would sort of um pull out your head so that 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 again silly ailments and all that sort of stuff exactly the same yeah. sort of stuff that you saw in, in um in theme hospital um so yeah it's it is all there and it is beautifully presented and it's got great uh ratings but i just found myself thinking i've played this before even though i hadn't played it um so i don't know if i needed to actually scratch the surface more than the 30 minutes I gave it (laughs) Um, but uh, I I just kind of thought ah it's the same and it just felt like the Sims or Theme theme Hospital of course but it just felt like these these things and they're like right okay you're going to do this you're going to get the upgrade you're going to get that there will be a point where something fucks up and you get a bit stressed out and you have to build a room really quickly or demolish a thing to me that's that's something that I would find less attractive today is, you know, as you said, you, you kind of feel like you know how it's going to go. 
So you do the tutorial. First three or four missions are going to be dead simple, right? You build a nice little hospital, yeah, it introduces some new elements, whatever, cleaners, things like that. And it'll be nice. You think, yeah, I smashed that. But then it is just a stressful increase until you are, you know, watching whatever it is, income come in or meters go up so that you can demolish this wall so you need to build this building and then until you can afford the next fire. doctor or yeah, the next the tier of then, doctor or next tier of what, MRI machine yeah. I used to love in theme hospitals is the emergencies right so occasionally just everyone in the hostel would chunder do you remember <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you see people throwing up everywhere and your cleaners can't get like to it quick enough because there's just so much chunder and you kind of uh, hire an emergency cleaner, but then new patients are coming in and they're seeing the stick everywhere and then they're throwing up uh, <laughs> and it just kind of throws everything out. Um, and I I don't know, I, just, I don't have that. And maybe it's the times we're living in as well. Why would I want to be <laughs> stressed out any more than I currently am, albeit virtually? Uh, yeah, so I don't know. I just don't find if, Perhaps if I could keep you know, just plateau on that early level, you know, so it's kind of easy, it's kind of nice, you're not really going to be pushed, uh, it's not too complex, um, you know, you, you get a nice satisfaction from dealing with hostels, but it's not emergencies or X layers of uh, uh, complexity and, and and stress. Yeah, uh, spot on, it's exactly why, I, I, and yeah, I must really stress it is a very, very pretty game, and you can zoom right in, and you can see the people like getting their, you know, their doctor consultation, and I'm sure yeah. whatever funny animations for the later, you know, medical machines are in there will have, you know, that's great, fantastic. I just I wasn't prepared to invest in a sim like that, and I was like, oh. <laughs> I got nothing to prove. You got nothing to prove. You've yeah. been there. You've done that. Yeah, I, and yeah, it's like, it's horrible because you know there will be, exactly as you said, there will be a stressful point where you're just like, oh my god, I need to get money fast so that I can afford this next thing so that this person doesn't die because if I have another death then my hospital's going to close. And and it's basically you're just going to be spinning a lot of plates. Yeah. Plate spinning it, simulator. I think that's essentially is it, what it is. It's the <laughs> satisfaction of have you know on the other side when you whatever finish a level or, or however it's set up. Is that enough? Does that outweigh? No, the stress no. Of there? <laughs> like, I mean, like as a what, as a younger man, I would have argued yes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. No. Uh-huh. So yeah, that's that's the the half a game I kind of played for half an hour. Um, okay. <laughs> what else have you been going at? So uh, the last thing, and again, linking last thing I've been playing recently, linking to what I was saying earlier about palette cleansing, is uh, I purchased. I don't know. I might have mentioned it on the podcast. I bought Starlink Battle of Atlas for the PlayStation Four. Um, the starter set. So, I. Okay, that's. Is that not the one that you had on the Switch as well? Yeah. So I, I originally got it on the Switch. Um, it was one of those. Uh, so it's, it's a toys, toys to life, 
type game yeah. based around spaceships. So the core components are your pilot, the chassis of the spaceship, the wings, and the two weapons. Um, so you kind of build them together. You know, it's not quite as complex as Lego. Each thing has a clicky bit, but it's very nice, very well produced. Not had anything break. Um, and within weeks here in the UK, all of that shit was heavily, heavily discounted. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like up to like ten percent of the original price for every. I mean, I guess. Um, I don't know for whatever reason I, the storage space it was taking up uh, I guess brick and mortar shops just didn't want to dedicate a whole space in this game so I ended up picking up quite a few of the the ships and different weapons and you can also completely play it without uh, toy stuff as well um, and you can, I think you can just you can just buy the digital things or if you've got the physical ones you can you know connect them all and then just switch to playing um, offline version. Um, but the game side of things is uh, it's a it's looks very different because you're flying around in a ship on different planets and then you're leaving those planets so you kind of work within a very very small solar system but it's big enough to be a pain in the ass to get from one side to the other. All of that dressing masks the fact that it's essentially a a Ubisoft game in the kind of Assassin's Creed uh, vein. So you're going from place to place, collect the thing, hit hit the viewpoint. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I know. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, as I mentioned, it's a palate cleanser in that it's not really challenging. I have done it all before as well. It's not even like the story beats, which there aren't particularly many. Uh, in this game are there. Uh, the PlayStation version didn't have the uh, Star Fox characters either, which the Switch version did. But it's just a nice, you know, game to not stress about. Um, the movement of your ships is is just handles really... It's, this was satisfying bombing about. Um, well, that's so good. Okay. That's a good... Yeah, like... Especially with a lot of these flying sims and things yeah. like that. Well, not the sims, but you you want to you want to feel like you're yeah that that's really good. Yeah, so as long as it yeah, yeah, and obviously you spend a lot of your time bombing around, right? Everything is everything is going from A to B. Uh, yeah. Maybe you're looking to scan this species, or you're going to attack these guys, or you're finding this, or you're. Uh, doing quests for this outpost, or you're picking up some resources. Um, Do you know what you've just reminded me of? I, I, no. And it, this is just a a killer point from our previous podcast. We were going to talk about Frontier Elite, and we never did. Oh, yeah, and then we never did. Um, <laughs> so yeah, oh, okay, well. so I'll, I'll wrap sorry, up. God. <laughs> no, I'll wrap up Starlink uh, quickly. So again, um, really happy with the number of. Uh, space flight games we've got with this generation. Um, <laughs> Starlink definitely being one of them. Um, then there's oh god, I can't remember. What's it called? Ever something? I'm gonna say EverQuest. It's not EverQuest. Everspace. <laughs> that makes sense. Sure, uh, Everspace. Like yeah, like a a rogue where you're flying about. Uh, a couple of other ones. Um, and just the. the it's the spaceship handling, which was so 
uh, easy, um, but also fast, uh, and you can pull off wonderful jumps, and it's seamless to go from kind of ground mode to then you're up in the you're up in the atmosphere, um, and because there's not, unlike the game we just discussed, there's not really <laughs> much stress to it, right? In that in that kind of Ubisoft way, uh, you know what you've got to do. You can spend your time doing it. You're you're ticking things off. Um, not even a virtual tick list. You, know, you you go into the menu and you look at the tick list. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's very much. I'd say that and Pokemon Cafe Mix are very much palate cleansers. Um, for yeah, I'm just having a nice time doing this, and I'm kind of okay. You know, not necessarily having big goals to do. Not a set. Not necessarily being you know pushed or challenged. Uh, just hanging out in this nice virtual world. Yeah, I, I know what you mean, and I think part of why I sort of even launched uh, Two Point Hospital was because so much of my time is actually on uh, World of Warcraft at the moment as well. It's like I do need some palate cleanser <laughs> games in my life. Yeah, I mean, when uh, especially when we don't have to keep so much, you know. You, as, as you were saying, you've looked up all the items, everything, you've got lists of this, and we're working towards this, and we have to, yeah. and we're doing this. Um, it becomes quite mentally... Uh, there's lots of busy work, I think. Yeah, I genuinely made a spreadsheet for all of the other paladins so that we could track who has what buffs. <laughs> you know, it was like, that's, that's work. That's not gaming. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, but yeah, it, 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 it's weird. It's like that, that borderline is like... What is fun is play within, a, you know, uh, learning within a comfortable environment and that sort of thing. So it's just, it, it's weird how that sort of thing um, goes. But yeah, palate cleansers. I think next time we have a podcast, let's have more palate cleansers uh, in, oh, our, in our midst. Palate cleansing games. Yeah. Lastly, because you brought it up, Elite, Frontier Elite. I think now let's leave that for our next party. Okay. Um, the people of spaceship game, spaceship game party. There we go. You hear it here first, guys. Um, <laughs> coming soon. <laughs> coming soon. Yeah, spaceship party. Okay. Um, uh, I think are we done? We're good. Do yeah. you have anything more you want to say? No, that was nice. Okay. Cool. Say goodbye, Farley. Goodbye. Bye-bye.